0: Welcome back to the True Face Podcast. Good morning, everyone. It's just our two voices, Yeah, well, David and John. Here's what I was thinking. So Bill is in Bali, and that's actually spelled the same way as, well, maybe it's not. Your favorite, one of Dave, your favorite oh, things in the oh, world oh, oh my gosh. is spelled the same way. Yes, Bailey. Bailey. Yes. Yeah. The exact same spelling. And so he, uh, that has nothing to do with anything. He other may than... be in an exotic place or just petting my dog. One of the two. And either I, way, he's yeah. in a real good spot. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Absolutely. one, I'm not sure he needed to get on a plane for Because he could just come to your house.
1: but I haven't seen Bailey in the last few days, so that would explain something. (laughs) He's
0: actually taken Bailey to Bali. I don't know.
1: This crowd, uh, last weekend we were at the Network 220. David, there were were 20, 30 people who said that they listened to our podcast. That's so, so fun. So
0: cool. So cool. We so. should actually try to give them something worth listening <laughs> Some to. Content. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they said, "Yeah, sometimes it's a little bit more organized than we've others. A little light." Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, we've always wanted it to seem like, uh, you know, just conversation in the living room. And for many years, that's exactly what it was. We were sitting in your living room. That's Bailey right. would like come underneath my legs <laughs> and like, when are when am I getting petted? That's right. So that's right. Bailey makes it back on the podcast. The last couple of weeks, we've been in and around, uh, page 64 of the Cure and Parents, and we were talking about objectivity. And I loved our last couple of times talking about, so ooh, good. what does it look like to not fire off at your kids with all that you're right about and all that you feel wrong about? And, um, it just felt really applicable and yeah. deeply, uh, just a, like, I, that is going to, that is going to encourage some people. Yes. And this next section is, is no different. Um, so, at the in the middle of page sixty four, it says, "Objectivity is one of the finest gifts we can mm. offer our children." Mm. So, here are two scenarios to consider: when our child gets hurt, and when our child hurts someone. The remedy for when our child gets hurt is real forgiveness. There is a type of false forgiveness we might try to evoke because it can temporarily give the illusion of covering over the situation, but it creates only Mm -hmm. resentment and never allows for the hurt one to get unhurt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The formula sounds like this. Uh, Now, Bobby, because we're Christians, (laughs) we are supposed to forgive that boy who hit you. Now, uh, let's do that. Tell Cameron you forgive him. So now, don't don't we feel better? Yeah. No, Bobby does not feel better. Mm He feels betrayed and worked by his parent. Mm. He may be able to move on in the moment, but he is left with resentment and no way to get free of it. Bobby is about to descend down a course of harboring bitterness for an act he can't get vindication for. The healing was cut off at the pass. It drives him absolutely crazy and soon makes him the issue, becoming the victim twice. Bobby is forced into self-protection, which can take the form of gossip, jealousy, or outburst of unrelated anger. Such parental manipulation sounds like a perfect religious methodology, but it only confuses and grates on our kids until they must trust this God who would have created such an unjust formula. Mm-hmm. What Bobby and every one of us needs when we get hurt is a way to no longer have to be in charge of enacting justice for ourselves. We're simply not created for it. Mm-hmm. Only God can be our vindicator. Now, the remedy for when my child hurts another is real repentance. Mm. So we're going to talk about real repentance next time. Yes. But let's let's just talk about this this portion and and John what came to mind right away was this has been so so important for uh, me uh. when I I I realized I can't force my children because of my embarrassment or my sense of religious ought to to apologize when or to even to to forgive someone for what they've done because that's like all these things, like the the negative I- implications are scary.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, even because of where I was last week, I want to make note that we are totally aware that we don't need Jesus to get back on the cross again. He's forgiven us. That's oh, totally absolutely. done. But this relational piece of how Can restoration happen between someone who's harmed me or I've harmed? Yeah. Oh, it is so important. We're
0: talking application of what Christ paid for. Exactly. Not making an ongoing application of it.
1: That's so important to say. But I think what you just said, David. How many times have I asked two kids just say you're sorry, just admit you're sorry, you know, you forgive him, as though that was going to do something?
0: Um, We're thinking. Go ahead, David. You... I was just thinking like, if you put yourself in those shoes, like let's say you're you're 33 like me, and you get two people together and two people, they kind of knock your heads together and they're like, now you two have acted poorly, now you forgive him. You know, and and you, you say you're sorry. And like, I forgive you. I, and I sorry. remember two,
1: as an adult, two friends tried to do that to a friend and myself in a very much uh, more articulate way than you would as kids, but it felt like the same shaming thing. And I realize all of this, we realize, is about restoration, mm-hmm. that the, the Christ can do, real resolution. And when I get hurt, I feel like I need to be vindicated. And so I've been hurt, and now I'm going to get hurt again because I'll become the issue, because... God says, John, let me be your vindicator. And if you won't, and if you try to do this on your own, it's going to make you sick. You were never meant to resolve anything or to be the judge and jury. So will you let me? And that, I think, I don't, I I can remember going around for three years carrying this pain that Bobby carried. Mm Mm-hmm. And finally, finally, in a book that I helped write that I didn't believe for the longest time, I think it was Bill who really convinced me, John, God protects the humble and he stands against the proud. He has to put his hands under his legs with the proud and sit on them. And that thought of a vertical forgiveness where I forgive that person for my benefit and not for their benefit it has nothing to do with letting them off the hook, mm. but to get me to where I can objectively be a lover again, yeah. to where I can go to them then for their benefit. David, that I I don't know that there's a a more spectacular mm.
0: freeing
1: thing that we see in the New Testament than. When someone gets to do that.
0: Well, it it could have never happened without the cross. No that's one, right. no one ever gets to restore anything. They just get to go on. And, you know, another thing that's been beautiful for, for me, which it's maybe a lesser beautiful, but I, you know, more and more I'm getting convinced that um, when I have assumed someone else's motives and I have assumed that I need vindication, sometimes the sweetest gift for me is God helping me realize that I don't, yeah. that they didn't. That's right. Mean that that they didn't do that, and that when I when I am in a place of of being so sure about why they did what they did, then I can go into these some of these same patterns. And when I'm open to be believing that someone maybe isn't out to get me, um, there's just been some real sweet times lately where I I go. Mm. Mm. Oh well, maybe I'm living with something that I don't need to live with, yeah. and and when you can talk to someone about that, it's even, it's even just as sweet at times because they're like, "But I, I, no, I didn't, no, I didn't want to do that. I'm really, gosh, I don't want you to live that that way." And well, let's talk about the situation. Yeah. But no, I wasn't thinking that. And you're like, "Oh, I so swear, I can actually believe you." <laughs> oh, that's that's a strange phenomenon. And I think about with kids. Yeah. Um, we, t- we talk about dignity in a couple podcasts. We talked about dignity. And I think that there's this powerful, I get this, this feeling in my heart when I talk about the dignity of my children, when I think about them believing that I am willing to believe them. I am willing mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. let them process. Mm-hmm. I'm willing. And, uh, I just recently, one of my kids has been saying something to me, and I know it's not the truth. And I kind of let it go. And recently, she's been saying, "Dad, that was a lie. I was embarrassed." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, right there. Mm -hmm. Like, I sometimes we just need time. We just need time to believe that we're that that I could come home to it. And and if I shoot in there and and that's uh, that. I really. Short circuit the process of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And who am I to say that no matter what age of my child, if they've have the Holy Spirit in them, if they've said yes to Jesus, who am I to short circuit mm-hmm. that process? Mm-hmm. Because I'm worried or fearful or thinking that if I don't do this, then I'm going to miss the opportunity. You know what? God is giving me my child for a lifetime. Right. And I'm saying this is someone who lost his dad very early in life, but For as much time as we have, we have as much time as we have. And this moment right now is not the last time we're going to get to love our kids, to be objective, and to to think about how do I best want to model being safe for my kid and them telling the truth.
1: Amen. Amen, David.
0: And that's what this sets up. It's so holistic.
1: And and somehow for us to, to hear what David just said and for us to apply it right now, In our homes and and to be able to convince them that when I get hurt or when I hurt someone, Jesus stands there with a present tense application Mm. of his love Mm. and says, I can forgive you and I can free you. And if I could teach that to my child at an age appropriate way that you don't have to be the judge and jury. That Jesus is the judge and jury, yes. and that he cares about you more than you care about you. Right. Oh, what a what a permission to not harbor bitterness and ugliness that can stay with you for a lifetime.
0: That's what we want for us, and we're not good at it, but we, we know that this message is... You know what grace allows you to know the truth and walk into it incrementally with just as much joy when you know you just stink at it. Yeah, that's right. And needing Jesus in that way, while well, knowing that He's still smiling at every step you take, that is the freedom of grace and goodness. And so we don't sit with with you as experts, because if you tried to come see us as experts, you <laughs> see a failure. But we sit with you as people who desperately love the these ideas of creating safe places and honoring our children and and honoring the family so and occasionally we try them on we every every so often yeah. we just like a like a new hat um so thanks for listening Really, 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 thank you. Uh, some yeah. of the notes that you write, we know we don't get back to all of them. We, we know that I'm terrible at some of that, but I think we're good at this. So just give <laughs> <laughs> us what we've got. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll, thank you, guys. It's yeah. an
1: honor to be on here with you and uh, keep listening.
0: Well, we'll see you next week on the True Face podcast.
1: Bye-bye.